0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم قال الله تعالى this is the explanation of course of surah yaseen it is the same to them whether you warn them or you warn them not they will not believe they will not believe, so your warning and that that you warn them or that you don't warn them is the same <coughs> in terms of them believing they will not believe your warning is is your warning or your no warning is the same. this is a matter which is witnessed those whom misguidance had been justly ordained upon them you come to them and you advise them one time after the other and you make matters clear to them and you warn them but they only increase in misguidance and turning away to the extent that some of them would mock at you. And so from this we conclude that the one who is warned and is not affected by the warning, then it is feared for him as we have mentioned earlier also that it may be that his heart had been sealed and that he will never come to believe the benefits of this verse those who belied the messenger they don't care and their situations does not change whether you give them warning or you don't and from this there is comfort to the Prophet ﷺ because he ﷺ used to get affected by their unbelief refusing to believe so Allah comforted him that those Deserved the word of Allah upon them, the punishment, and that they will never believe whether you give them warning or you don't. And we know that the Messenger والسلام, used to feel uneasy and. In case rather People Are not guided And this is clear In Surah Al-Shu'ara In 26 Verse 3 Allah Ta'ala لَعَلَّكَ بَاخِعُ النَّفْسَكَ أَلَّا يَكُونُ مُؤْمِنِينَ It may be that you, O Muhammad are going to kill yourself with grief that they don't become believers. And this is a matter not left to you, the guidance of the hearts. From the benefits of this verse is that the Messenger used to warn them although he gave up on their guidance. And therefore, we conclude from this that warning continues even if the person begins to give up. And this is one opinion, because from the people of knowledge there are those who say that if you give up, then don't warn. Based on the verse in the Noble Quran in Surah Al-A'la, verse 9, chapter 87, verse 9, فَذَكَّرْ إِنَّفَعَتِ الذِّكْرَ therefore remind men in case the reminder profits them so they concluded that if it doesn't profit them then don't remind and don't warn other scholars said rather you remind and you warn whether there will be benefit or profit or not and they say that in fact there is a prophet, anyway. Because, the least is that, people will benefit from the fact that, you are making matters clear to people. Rather, like for example, you are making it clear that, the action of such and such person is wrong. And also, it may be because, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may guide him. And we know that, there were people who were, from leaders of kufr and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided them and they became leaders in deen certainly there are those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it clear that they deserve the word of punishment upon them and that their hearts are sealed because they turned away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and these will not benefit from the warning, whether they warn them or not as in this verse which we are explaining so these are the ones who deserved the word of punishment and therefore they will not believe and from this we conclude that the matter is all in, ha- in the hands of Allah he is the one who guides whomever he wishes and he misguides whomever he wishes However, all of this is based upon hikmah wisdom. So, whoever Allah's hikmah. Necessitates that he or she or she will be guided, then Allah will guide him. Otherwise, he or she will not be guided. And this is all of it is based upon the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al Saf, verse 62, chapter 62, verse 5, or 61, verse 5. فَلَمَّا زَاغُوا أَزَاغَ اللَّهُ قُلُوبَهُمْ So when they turned away, Allah turned their hearts away. Therefore here, them being deprived from guidance is due to their them being because because they don't fit for the guidance and Allah looks into the hearts of his slaves and whomever he sees that his heart is suitable to guidance, Allah will guide him otherwise he will not be guided and from the benefits of this verse is that the misguided and we seek refuge in Allah from this upon whom misguidance had already been ordained in light of the explanation which we had given will never see the truth even though the truth is so clear his sight will be covered and will not contemplate it even because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said In surah al-Mutaffifin Verses 13 and 14 83 13 and 14 إذا تتلى عليه آياتنا قال أساطير الأولين كلا بل ران على قلوبهم ما كانوا يكسبون When our verses Are recited to him he says Tales of the ancients Nay, but on their hearts is the run, the covering of sins and evil deeds which they used to earn. Anyone whose mouth is sick, suffers from a disease, he will find the most palatable and most delicious water, he will find it bitter because the place is not suitable it's not fitting this brings the conclusion on the benefits of this verse, then inshallah we will move to the next verse verse number 11 Allah Innama Tundirumani Tada Azikra Wahashi or Rahman Abil Raid Sabashirhu Bimarfiratim wa ajarin karim. You can only warn him who follows the reminder. And he is the most beneficent Allah unseen bear you to such one the glad tidings of forgiveness and a generous reward in paradise here as if he is saying لا ينتفع no one will profit from your warning except the one who follows the reminder the Quran what does it mean follow Two things are meant. Number one, al Khabar, believing the news and believing in what it entails. This is number one. Second, إِمْتِثَالُ الْأَمْرِ وَاجْتِنَابُ النَّهِي Compliance with the command and abstention from the prohibited. This is the meaning of following the reminder of the Quran. Believing in all the news in it, complying with the commands and abstaining from the prohibitions. Anyone who disdains the command or indulges in the prohibited then in this case he is not considered a follower of the reminder and similarly the one who does not believe in its news is not considered as well from the followers of the reminder so the following of the reminder is is established by following these two things And the Qur'an is called الذكر As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in surah al-Hijr Surah 15 Verse 9 إِنَّا نَحْنُ نَزَّلْنَا الذِّكْرَ وَإِنَّا لَهُ لَحَافِظُونَ Verily we it is we who have sent down the dhikr, the Quran, and surely we will guard it from corruption. And the Quran is called a dhikr because of the following. Number one. It's called a dhikr, the reminder because of the following. Limafi mina wal walma because of the Reminders and admonitions it has, it contains. As Allah Subhanahu wa Taala stated in Surah Al-Qamar, 54:17. وَلَقَدْ يَسَّرْنَا الْقُرْآنَ لِلْذِّكْرِ فَهَلْ مِمْ مُدَّكْرِ؟ وَلَقَدْ يَسَّرْنَا الْقُرْآنَ لِلْذِّكْرِ فَهَلْ مِمْ مُدَّكْرِ؟ and we have indeed made the Quran easy to understand and remember then is there any that will remember or receive admonition secondly لما فيه من ذكر الأخبار الماضية وقصص الأنبياء الغابرة المفيدة للقلب because of the news of the past and the narrations of the prophets that are beneficial to the heart as allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in surah yusuf chapter 12 verse 111 laqad kana fi qasasihim 'ibratan liuli albab laqad kana fi qasasihim 'ibratan liuli albab in their stories there is a detailed explanation and a mercy for the and a guide Surah Yusuf 111 indeed in their stories there is a lesson for men of understanding thirdly thirdly because of the a reminder concerning the conditions of the people on the day of resurrection and that they will be divided into a group in paradise and a group in hell. Fourthly, because of the reminder about the Arabs and the lifting of their status, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al zukhruf 43 44. Wa لَذِكْرٌ لَكَ وَلِقَوْمِكَ وَسَوْفَ تُسْأَلُونَ And verily this Quran is indeed a reminder for you and your people and you will be questioned about it there is no doubt that the Quran lifted the status of the Arabs and made them the nation a reference nation for others all the other nations were not guided except through the way of the Arabs in this there is a lifting of their status the Quran came in their language and it reached mankind through them fifthly A reminder concerning the Sharia of Allah and His rulings, commands and prohibitions. So here, there is a reminder about the nations before and people, and they news, in use in the, in the future, and that's why the Qur'an is considered or called dhikr, reminder. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so that we have now five benefits as to why the Qur'an is called the reminder, a dhikr. So please try to make record of them. قال الله wa jal in this verse Rahman الرحمن بالغيب some interpret Al الخشية that you can only warn him who follows the reminder and fears the most beneficent as you can tell here the translation of the meaning <coughs> is in line with what some interpret the meaning of khashya as fear but this needs explanation because khashya is not just mere fear rather khashya is fear that is based upon knowledge concerning the one feared and his magnification and his greatness this is the khashya this is the aw this is proven by the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in surah Fathir 35 28 إنما يخشى الله من عباده العلماء It is only those who have knowledge among his slaves that fear Allah and fear fear only may exist without having magnification of what is feared but rather to the weakness of the one rather to the weakness of the one who fears not due to the greatness of the one feared However, Al-Khashya, aw, can only be due to the magnificence and greatness of what is feared. Because if the greatness and magnificence of what is feared is known to the one who fears, then it will be magnified. And the one feared will be magnified by the one who fears and therefore as you can tell there is difference between them so explaining the khashya, the aw by mere fear is incomplete rather it is to be said that the correct interpretation and the meaning is that al-khashya aw is the fear based upon knowledge concerning the greatness of the one feared and therefore it arises uh, due to the magnification of the one feared. On the other hand, fear alone may arise due due to that, and it also may arise due to the weakness of the one who fears. This is concerning the meaning of khashya, and how it differs from fear. وخشى الرحمن بِالْغَيْبِ الرحمن the most beneficent choosing this name in this context of this verse without mentioning the title of magnificence Allah has a significance choosing the name Rahman Instead of Allah, in this context, has a has a significance. This is because the one who has out of Allah subhanahu wa taala, then he fears Him based upon knowledge. So Allah subhanahu wa taala comforts. the one who fears him and has awe that in fact he is fearing ar-rahman the most beneficent who bestows mercy so the more you have awe of Allah subhana ta'ala then the more of Allah's mercy will befall upon you and this is because no one truly has awe of Allah except that he will carry on his commands and abstain from his prohibitions and therefore in this way he will be subjected to the mercy of Allah and this is the significance of mentioning the name Ar-Rahman instead of Lafzul Jalala the title of magnificence, Allah and Allah the Most High knows best the verse continues, you can only warn him who has out, or the one who you can only warn him who follows the reminder and has out of the most beneficent bil unseen and fears the best manifi- uh, ben- the most ma- uh, beneficent Allah unseen here we have also a clarification concerning the meaning some interpret here to mean interpret this to mean that the person fears Allah has out of him while Allah is unseen to him so that's why you see here in the translation they put unseen this is one angle to the meaning the second angle means that he the person has out. when unseen from the people Bil-Ghayb meaning unseen from the people he fears Allah in his heart meaning the one whom you remind and you admonish and benefits from your reminder and your admonition the one who follows the reminder and has awe of Allah while unseen from the people This is the true out, because having out outwardly openly, this may arise due to showing off to people, and there could be a type of shirk in this because he makes it for others, for people however if he fears Allah in a place where only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows of him then this is the one who truly has out many are those when they are with people they refrain from sins but when they are alone they become negligent so in this case this person is fearing mankind is fearing people and is not fearing Allah and having out because the one who truly has out عنده الخشية it's inevitable that this becomes established in his heart the magnificence of Allah becomes established in his heart whether he is in the presence of people or away from them also he fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the unseen meaning unseen to the sights, unheard by the ears this is the owl of the heart and this is greater than the aw of bodily parts because the one who has awe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his heart observes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his rights, observes Allah and his rights upon him so that's why we must observe the aw of the heart more than the hour of the bodily parts. Everyone can establish the hour of bodily parts, even in at even at his home. Every person can stand and pray, does not move, looks at the place of his prostration, raises his hands in places where the hands are to be raised meaning establishes the salah uprightly in the open, outwardly however the heart is absent so that's why the khashyah of the qalb the aw of the heart is the foundation and this is the one which the person should give attention to and be keen as to establish it completely this is the meaning of this verse Rahman الرَّحْمَانَ بِالْغَيْدِ So the preponderating saying concerning this meaning is that it refers to the one who has awe, fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while absent from the creatures and has awe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala an unseen unseen by the eyes unheard by the ears this is the bow uh, of the heart then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says concerning The glad tidings to the one who establishes this owl bear you to such one the glad tidings of forgiveness and a generous reward and this is the paradise الدنوب, by forgiving sins and admittance to paradise warin Karim a reward for the good deeds. And the Karim, the generous, comprises Karamuddati al Aini. the generosity of his essence. And second, the generosity of his sifat, of his attributes. As in the saying, This, let's go back uh, concerning this. This comprises Karabuddat the generosity of the essence and the generosity of attributes. Like the saying of the Prophet ﷺ, when he sent Mu'adh bin Jabal to Yemen, And when he commanded him to take the zakah from the people there, he admonished Mu'ad, اِيَّاكَ وَكَرَائِمُ أَمْوَالِهِمْ Avoid, don't take the best property of the people of zakah as in Sahih al-Bukhari volume 2 hadith 537 meaning avoid don't take the best property of the people of zakah karāim meaning the best in essence and in attributes in qualities and concerning the reward the reward in paradise, a generous reward, generous in essence. If we look to the bliss in paradise, in essence, we'll find that it is generous and more and more and most generous and better and more beautiful and more beneficial than the bliss of this life therein are the fruits and the palms and the honey and the khamar, wine if that is related to the bliss of this life then we will find these things in essence more generous than the bliss in essence of what's in this life is as well as in the quality, the taste, the smell, and the like, also more generous. Also as well, more generous in recompense, because the reward, tenfold to seven hundredfold, to many folds, for one deed, for one good deed. And the return in this life is a proportional substitute only you sell me a car for 10,000 I will give you 10,000 without any extra however in the life in the next life in the hereafter it is more generous and greater you exert one and you will be given ten to seven hundred to many many folds in return so therefore the generosity in the hereafter is from different angles in essence in quality and in compensation far exceeds that of this life the benefits of this verse Number one Only those Who are qualified By The two attributes of Following the reminder And having Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Only those who will benefit From the warning And from the reminder Of the messenger this is the first benefit and we ask Allah the most high to make us from them from those who benefit from the reminder and who have awe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the unseen second benefit the more the more the person The more you follow the Qur'an, the more influence it will have upon you. And from this, we can understand the (coughs) statement and rather a foundation which the Ulama or some of the ulama had mentioned. الطاعة تجلب الطاعة والمعصية تجلب المعصية. Obedience leads to obedience, and disobedience leads to disobedience. The more a person is following the Quran then the more he will be affected by it the third benefit praising the glorious Quran the great Quran as a reminder and we came to know the different angles of this meaning five reasons why it is considered as a reminder were explained earlier and from the benefits is that aw, having Aaw of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la is a great cause for the manifestation of influence being influenced by the Quran fifth benefit making clear the benefits of aw and that it is from the reasons of benefiting from the Quran the more the person is the more the person has aw of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the more he will be understanding of his word. and the next benefit aah, true aah can only be in the unseen as to the aah, in the openness this is not genuine because it may be that the person fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of people seeing him but if it is the true aah then it indicates sincerity. The next benefit, that you give glad tidings to those qualified with the two attributes, those who follow the reminder of the Quran and those who have awe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the unseen, then give them glad tidings of paradise give them glad tidings of paradise the question is would this glad tidings be applicable on every individual in particular the answer no rather it is in general so every person qualified by the attributes affirming the Jannah for him, then this is by way of generality, and thus we don't testify or be witness to him in particular to be in paradise, however it is hoped for him to be. because. Outwardly, the causes making him deserving paradise are applicable upon him outwardly. However, inwardly, we don't know. As the Prophet said, إِنَّ الرَّجُلَ لَيَعْمَلُ بِعَمَلِ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ فِي مَا يَبْدُو لِلنَّاسِ وَهُوَ مِنْ أَهْلِ النَّارِ وَلَيَاذُ بِاللَّهِ The person may act the actions of the people of paradise as it appears to people while he is from the people of hell we seek refuge in Allah and that's why and this Hadith is in Sahih Muslim and Sahih Bukhari and Muslim. That's why we say, concerning everyone upon whom these qualities apply, that he deserves the entrance to admittance to Paradise. We say we don't testify to, you know, for him in particular, because such a testimony requires a particular delil, a particular evidence, a specific evidence for him. However, ولكننا نرجو له هذا We hope for him this Because outwardly it seems deserving But we don't testify because it is feared that his inward may be opposite to his outward And this is a very important and beneficial foundation. For example, a person making jihad with an army. It's apparent that all the mujahideen are making jihad to have the word of Allah be established, the prevalent one. So, if one of them is killed by the enemy, should we testify to him that he is a Shaheed? Bear witness that he is a Shaheed, a martyr. We don't bear witness that he is a Shaheed. However, we say, Yurja and Yaquna Shaheedan. We hope, it is hoped that he will be a martyr. Meaning, Shuhada عند Allah, Azza wa one of the martyrs with Allah Azza wa but we don't testify for him in particular. And that's why Al Imam al Bukhari Rahimahullah Tarjama Al Imam al Bukhari Rahimahullah Allah Hadihil Mas'ala Sis Sahih Qal Bab La Yuqal Fulanun Shahid. That's why Imam al Bukhari Rahimahullah tabulated in a heading for his chapter entitled Chapter. La it's not to be said that such and such is a shaheed however the word shaheed nowadays is very cheap exerted for the cheapest price anyone killed even though may be killed in a way or by means of ignorance resembling the ways of days of ignorance it is said he is shaheed and this is not permissible ma Lahu shahid do you know what your testimony for him that he is a shahid? what does it entail يَسْتَلْزِمْ بِأَنَّكَ شَهِدْتَ لَهُ بِأَنَّهُ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ it entails that you are testifying for him that he is from the dwellers of paradise وَهَدْهِ sa'ba, and this is a difficult matter but as we have said earlier concerning this beneficial matter one upon whom these qualities apply then we say it is hope that he is from the people of paradise but to be firm, no أَمَّا أَنَّجْزِمْ فَلَا to be firm no and in our times they commit suicide in their offices and then they will be declared shaheed for so the one who follows the reminder and fears Allah and has awe of Allah subhanahu Wa ta'ala the most beneficent in the unseen shall we then or could we then be certain that he is forgiven and will be rewarded the generous reward? we say yes whoever does this we testify by way of generality not by way of particularity By way of particularity, it is hoped that he is. Next benefit. The glad tidings. The glad tidings takes place by removal of what is disliked and attainment of what is beloved. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Forgiveness This removes what is disliked kareem, And a generous reward Attainment of what is beloved So the person will feel pleased By the removal of what lifted Of, of lifting what is disliked to him and attaining of what is beloved to him and from the benefits of this ayah al karima of this noble verse that the hour of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the unseen and following the reminder leads to the forgiveness of sins and to the noble and to the generous reward because maghfira, forgiveness, in relation to sins, wa ajrin karim, and a generous reward. This is in relation to the reward for the righteous deeds. We ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to make us from those who will receive the glad tidings of maghfira, of forgiveness, and a generous reward. Alhamdulillah ala min. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم.